Fuck yes, welcome to After the Hype with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. I'm here. Chewy Darso. Hi. Emily Blake's not here. Tom Ford's here, though. Hello, how's it going? And we have Diego Mariscal. Hello. How bad did I butcher it? That's fine. <laughs> I've been telling Diego since we started recording that I'm going to butcher his last name, and I did the best I could. Uh, okay, so we'll do a quick where have you been doing. I can go first. I watched the entirety of Future Man, and I loved it. And I know a lot of people are saying, it's just a lot of dick and part jokes. Was Pita good? Pita was fantastic. And he becomes a producer on the show partway through. I'm not sure if he was the whole way through, but like he, <laughs> he, started, gra- he graduated to producerhood. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I noticed the credit early, off, early on. Not I could have just missed it, but about halfway through, I'm like, oh, he's a producer on this. Okay. So I'm going to assume that he just upgraded because it is about video games. Um, but yeah, I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought the writing was incredibly smart and snappy and... It's just one of the most ridiculous shows I've ever watched, and like it's a total roller coaster ride. And it's all about time travel and video games, and that's you, the Hulu show with yeah. the janitor uh-huh. picture. Yep, and it's seems I, intriguing. I love the hell out of it, and I know a lot of people are like I watched the first episode and I quit. It's like all right, fine. Uh, the first episode is the worst episode out of the entirety of it, but that's true for a lot of shows. Yeah, so I don't know why people, are, are, I don't know why people are so harsh on it. Like the first episode sucked. I'm out. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, then don't watch it. I don't care. I thought it was great. I've uh, been nonstop bombarded. Every YouTube video I go to has a trailer for Future Man on it. Every single one. And like, I can't escape it. So I feel like I've seen a lot of it. It already. is your future. <laughs> already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. If you're a film nut, like if you just like movies, it is definitely for you. Probably more so than people who love video games. Is it like Ready Player One-ish or something like that? Oh, yeah. And actually, when I told somebody that I was watching it, she was also watching. She's like, I kind of wish these were the people doing Ready Player One instead of Spielberg. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it's, I mean, it's all over the place. That's good. Um, now, they have an entire episode dedicated to one guy, and I don't want to spoil it because you should get there organically. Um, I've already spoiled it from Chewy because I'm mean, but it's mm-hmm. incredible. And it's episode seven. You should get to episode seven. Uh, that's it for me, though. Uh, I... Decided to watch a another one of those anthology horror films. There's a lot of them on Netflix, apparently. Uh, this one was called Holidays, and it was like a horror film based off of most of the holidays. So like one for Valentine's Day, one for Christmas, one for New Year, and it was fun. It was fun. It was a uh, how's Arbor Day? <laughs> that would have been exactly a cool one to have. <laughs> the trees. They didn't have Arbor Day, unfortunately. No Flag um, Day either. <laughs> but like for Valentine's Day, it was what about Sweetest Day. No. There's a lot of these holidays I just don't know about. This apparently. movie sucks. <laughs> Stop it's, giving them ideas. It's, they, they should come up with a sequel and then come up with all the holidays that John doesn't know, apparently. I had to be reminded that Thanksgiving was happening, for Boxing Christ's day. sake. That happened to me. Like, My oh, boss was like, uh, hey, what are you going to do uh, next weekend? It's like, for what? <laughs> for Thanksgiving. You're not coming in. Oh. <laughs> I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure. I'm available. <laughs> Oh, that changes everything. But no, it was fun. There, uh, Kevin Smith did one, uh, which was humorous. Uh, featured his daughter, I believe. Uh, Harley Quinn. Right. Harley Quinn Smith. It was what you would expect from a Kevin Smith thing in a short film. And uh, yeah, it's, those, are all, they're all, those, are also, those are all fun. I happened to notice a uh, guest on the show, Jackson Stewart, had a special thanks shout out in the end credits. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, no, it was cool. It's cool to see some of those names in the horror films that we've like talked to. Oh yeah, apparently uh, Eric Stoltz's written Late Phases is really big in like the horror community. I yeah. had somebody at work who's like, "I just need to see Late Phases. I haven't had time to see it yet." I'm like, "Oh, I know who wrote that." <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was fun. It's worth checking out. It's on Netflix, and it's a shorter, a shorter film, so you can get through it pretty quick. 
Chewie, what about you? Well, I finally finished all of Stranger Things. I finished the second season. And I don't think it was better than the first one, which I know a lot of people said. What? what? Uh, and that is without influence from my husband, Brian. Yeah, I'm pretty sour on yeah, season right, two. Right, right. I really liked um, it, but it's just meh. I freaking loved the ending. Uh, last three episodes are great. Uh, the Chicago episode felt like a weird bottle thing where I agree that does feel like just a lead into the third season. And I already have theories about what they're going to use that for in the third season, which I want to discuss. I think you're spot on, by the way. Um, and I was just kind of annoyed that Eleven was benched for so long. Uh, it was great seeing her every time I got to see her, but I wanted her to get to Mike sooner and for them to have their cute 13-year-old love. Yeah. It was fun to see her mom, which will pay off in the third season, I'm sure. Uh, and totally Jonathan over uh, Steve. Steve's got great hair. Love Steve's hair. But, but his but, conversation about his hair was oh, so good. Yeah. No, I love, I love Steve as a character, but as a boyfriend, no. No, he's just a little too emotional for me. He left Nancy at a... At a party where she was super drunk and anything could have happened to her and then he i guess he's the one that told jonathan to take her home so therefore he's kind of acknowledging that jonathan's the better man than him right there so <laughs> ah i don't know why everyone loves steve as a really a romantic interest so much it's his hair i think you're the first person i've seen on like facebook or internet to be like team jonathan team jonathan i haven't even jonathan's seen jonathan's team- from what i can tell a pretty good boyfriend He's very supportive of her needs, willing to go her way, everything, and doesn't, like, like hold her back in any way. Steve is, like, the cautious one. He's like, I don't know, honey. And, I mean, later on, he's all for it and becomes a really... I'm touching the table. Yeah, you were fucking up the table. I'm sorry. I just get... <laughs> I thought I was having some uh, <laughs> visual problems. I don't know. Steve's a great babysitter, was the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, the that was awesome. So too. <laughs> that was amazing. Great babysitter. Okay, boyfriend, he needs to mature a bit. Keep that hair. Keep the hair. I mean, he's not going to get rid of the hair. It might go away. It's insured by now, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, don't care about the hair. Don't, don't, don't say bad things about nice hair. I'm just saying, hair goes away sometimes. No, it doesn't. Hair today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Tom, what about you? Uh, I've been getting into uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I've been Such a good that. show. It's really fun. Uh, Max Landis, Douglas Adams, source material, Elijah Wood doing something off the wall. Uh, watched the whole first season, been watching the second season. Uh, I'm not sure about the whole Renaissance Fair world, but I think we're finally going to open that up. And I'm really intrigued what's going to happen there. So I, I particularly enjoy it. If you like off the wall, kind of quirky humor, I would definitely recommend it. Cool. Last but not least. Yeah, actually, I worked so much this week. I really didn't watch that much, but like Chewy, I finished Stranger Things with my wife. Nice. And exact same thing. Yeah. That's season seven, though. It just did it. I just did not like it. Episode seven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's just, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was really gelling with everything else and it seemed it, like it was its own thing and like they were like you said they're just was. they're throwing stuff for the next seasons and it's like no I want to get down to this season yeah. but um I besides I liked Eight's hair Eight yeah really cool hair. yeah that was really cool I liked Eight's power I thought that was pretty cool but meh it, actually it, it's true though because there's not very many mutants or people that just do like a 
what she can do. Like, yeah, there is like I can't really think of one right now. But it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. Like a hologram yeah. maker. Well, I think cool. she can do more, which is my lead into the third season. But we can talk about that when we're not on air. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that Welcome in to the uh, spoiler cast. <laughs> I'm just gonna stick my fingers in my ears because I'm probably one of the few people who haven't watched. It's not it yet. working. I got headphones on. <laughs> ah, yeah. Locked. Exactly, but um, it's it's a very uh, exciting week actually with Justice League coming out and Punisher coming out and oh, I forgot Punisher. Yeah, that out. just came out Didn't yesterday came out, yeah. and like uh, World War Two came out the video game. Yeah, and then Battlefront. So just like one after another after another. And Runaways is in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's on Hulu, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of our uh, costumers from Superstore worked on Runaways. Oh, that's cool. Nice. It looks really good. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, it was cool though. Yeah, that and then uh, yeah, I worked on um, a movie called Rampage that the trailer broke. Oh my god, a couple days I ago. saw that trailer. It's pretty awesome. I got to do that for like two days, and then I'm doing a movie called Lion King. They're remaking Lion King. Mm-hmm. What's this Lion King? Lion, like it's like virtual reality though. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so, crazy. So it's the King of, King of people, the right? Lions. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And theme song will be Little Lion Man from Mumford Sons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have this uh, heap of songs over here. Fuck that, Mumford Sons all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Just working. Awesome. All right. Uh, we ready to talk about today's movie? We are. Uh, this movie did pretty good. Um, it was number one. It made the most money out of any movie at Sundance this past year. Uh, it cost N slash A. Thank you, Box Office Mojo, for being on top of your shit. Uh, well, Wikipedia <laughs> says $5 million. That sounds about right to me. From what little I know of movie budgets, but that sounds about right. From what I could see of the production design. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. Camille got pretty much every single one of his friends. Yeah, I think imaginable. You're in this movie now. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the big sick. I uh, oh yeah, and then it made 42 million, which was pretty fucking huge for an indie comedy, um, especially starring not a white guy. So that's actually kind of a big deal. Um, all right. Uh, so 30 second breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. Breakdown. Uh, Diego, you ready to do this? Sure. You think you can do it? I, I'm, I God willing. Um. <laughs> If you don't, you'll be the first person who's failed in a very long time. Just Thanks for the added so pressure, Just want to make sure you get Thanks. the full amount of pressure. Awesome. Um, Got to turn you into a diamond, man. Yep. All right. So, the big sick in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. A Pakistani-born immigrant that comes to the U.S. is a comedian and an Uber driver, and he falls in love with someone at a bar, and she takes a shit, and then they take... But even fall madder in love, and then once that happens, his mother's totally against it. And then she finds out she finds a cigar box full of little pictures with all these like girls in it. And then she's out, and then she gets sick, and they break up, or they get they break up, and then she gets sick, and then she gets sick, and then she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and she wakes up, and then he's still there, and then she doesn't want him, and then they're back together. <laughs> At the line. Oh man, you you really broke. That's <laughs> close let's, on that one. Let's go to the judges. <laughs> I, I would say good enough. I didn't think you were going to pull it through there when you didn't mention that she was sick when you only had 10 seconds left. <laughs> that was... <laughs> well, to be honest, everyone knows. It's called yeah, a big sick. That's true. Uh, It'd be more surprising if she was the marketing, sick. they're like, yeah, no, she's not sick. She's totally not going to get sick. And then she gets sick. Yeah. Okay, so where do we uh, where do we want to start on this one? Anybody have anything that particularly jumped out of them they want to talk about first? Well, the fact that it's based on Camille's and his wife's real-life experience. Yeah? And to me, I mean, I... I've been familiar with Camila as just a comedian. Uh, yeah. And I just like never looked actor. into his personal life, if whether or not he was married. I just didn't look into that sort of stuff. So I didn't know the story at all. 
So if you'd uh, if you'd ever followed like the Indoor Kids, which was a uh, is a podcast that he had with his wife, mm-hmm. um, they mentioned a lot of this kind of backstory while they kind of had their show. Every now and then it would come up, like not too often, but uh, you kind of if you've been a fan of him for a while, like the podcast realm, he's kind of mentioned a lot of this stuff before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't the <clears throat> struggles with the family didn't surprise me. No. Because I know a little bit about that cultural stuff. It almost kind of seemed cliche, but it was true. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even had that same sort of experience once with my mother the first time I told her uh, that I didn't believe everything in the Bible. Oh, my God, the look I got. <laughs> so when he told her, his parents, that he hadn't been praying, I'm like, oh, I can relate to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was really kind of interesting because I, I never knew all the ins and outs of the story. Obviously, I don't know Camille Nanjiani or, or his wife. I've never met either one of them. But it, it was very interesting kind of seeing how it all kind of unfolded. Because I'm sure that's not 100%. Like, no movie ever is, even if no. this is a true story. It's never semi autobiographical. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't think his um, total blow up on stage was real. I feel like I, I would know. have heard of that. Oh, the meltdown? Yeah, I feel like I would have heard about it if like, Camille had a meltdown like that in his past. Well, and they got an actress to play his wife, too. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm actually not sure, because like, I know a lot of it is supposed to be true. I mean, I mean, he, but, he might have bombed, but not in the same way. Mm. Yeah, I so, mean, he might have had a meltdown on stage that wasn't for a Montreal comedy festival or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or wasn't as specifically personal related. He just maybe told really bad jokes poorly or something. Right. Yeah. While it was going on. Exactly. Or like that. Yeah, who knows? Um, I never got the Blu-ray, so I never saw like the behind the scenes. Because I think, I'd imagine they kind of tell you what's true and not in there somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it really impacts the movie at all. Like whether or not it's a true story. I think it's still a very well-made movie. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't mean to sound negative here, but I think it, it really surprises me that we got this serious and heartfelt of a movie out of Michael Showalter. Show Walter. And Judge Apatow. No, nah, Judge Apatow. Judge. He, Judge. He, he, he tries. Judge, yeah, Apatow does serious stuff in all of his comedies. They always kind of have that serious edge. Like, this is 40, even knocked I up. I never like, saw well, this Comedy is, is tragedy. Yeah, like so. it, he, he always kind of has that somewhat of an edge to it. But Michael Showalter is just a lunatic like his movies all of his stuff is just crazy nonsense what else has he done what out american summer mm. oh yeah he's probably yeah. big in the stella as well so when you see yeah. that name you're just like oh you have a, you have a very strong idea what you're gonna get in a movie absurdism absurdism craziness that wasn't this like there was still those elements in there but like right you're just thinking like wait a minute this show like you see the name and you're like wait what i mean i could feel that i could probably feel his directing more during the interactions between the comedians when they'd be backstage. Yeah. Like, I could feel his influence it, there more. It seemed real, actually. It yeah. didn't even sound like they were even acting. It sounded like a bunch of comedians that are around each other and they're constantly trying to mm-hmm. always outdo each other. And it just felt like it felt really authentic, actually. I mean, yeah. I mean, all of my comedian friends, that kind of fit in perfectly with yeah. how they are. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's how they communicate. They're just horribly and, and mean to each other. Yeah, you're, com- you're on all <laughs> with the a time. smile. Oh, yeah. 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 That's good. No, it I was definitely a lot more realistic than I ever expected in terms of just dialogue and characterization and presentation, really. I I expected just like 10 to 15% more funny out of the movie. And, but that's, you know, it completely blew away my expectations in terms of how emotional it was. Like you guys were saying, I didn't expect Showalter to do something like that. So I really, really enjoyed it just because we have so many movies leaning into absurdism, which usually I'm a huge fan of. But I've started to get just a little 
too much of it, especially from, you know, our superhero movies, which with Thor recently coming out was super absurd. And there's a part of me that I'm like, okay, that's why I like DC, because DC is serious. I like to have a mix, so going from a lot of the comedies that are just like completely bombastic and then actually being able to see something that's refreshing and you can relate to it and people aren't just doing totally like yeah, it's nonsensical authentic. things. Yeah, like we were saying, authentic. Well, and, and what this movie does really well is it shows that there is you can still have absurdity and real life and truth is absurd at times. Yeah, but so that, that this scenario, was grounded the whole time. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any absurdity. Yeah, I, in I it. don't like the truth is stranger than fiction. Like <laughs> that like... Just their whole his whole interaction with the parents coming to like know them and how they've hung out the club when they're at the comedy club and just all that interaction there is that level of absurdity underneath it. And just, I'm not it, sure if I go with absurd. No, like, the, it never felt absurd to it, me. It, it might have been a little like heightened, but nothing about it was absurd. Yeah, if your daughter was dying in a and you're like in a bar in a public place, you'd probably lash out like I don't know. Oh, like yeah. you'd probably you don't know. Well, just when you list the particulars like on paper, you're just like there's this, this, and this, and his girlfriend's in a coma. And she dumped him. And like, as you start kind of stacking these on top of each other, there's like, on paper, it's absurd, but it plays more down to earth, more grounded. And I think, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's so interesting about I, it. And that just really speaks to both like Camille's performance and the director. Like, like, they really took a very personal story and told it very sincere while still being one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it helped him living through it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's just like, nah, you should do it like this. I mean, I've always been a fan of Camille, like, uh, just as a comedian. And then, um, obviously, in the show Silicon Valley, like, he's great. But, like, it was weird. Not weird, but it was kind of nice seeing him take on a more of, like, a serious role. Emotion. Yeah. yeah. And I think he did it great. There was, I think, one or two moments where it was a little kind of, like, this isn't 100% your wheelhouse. But I still think he pulled it off well. Yeah, very much so. But I'd be interested to see if he'd do another thing like this or if it'd be kind of like Eminem with 8 Mile where it's like, well, you can do it when it's your life, but let's see how it works outside of here. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever saw Eminem in anything other than 8 Mile. I'm not sure if he was. I know he was supposed to be in Elysium, but then they... Yeah, it was actually written with him in mind. Hmm. And he's like, nah. And they're like, okay. Uh, I guess Matt Damon will work. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Matt Damon. Yeah, that movie, I was awful. Yeah, it was a bit of a swing and a miss. Um, What else? I I will say, like, about the... I like the... Like, you were saying, the authentic um, authenticity of it is that, like, it's this guy who's... He's working like as a comedian, but that's never realistic. Like you don't live in a city like Chicago; you're just a comedian. Like no, he's also an Uber driver, and yeah. you go to his house and he's on an air mattress, and he has a roommate, and it's all dirty all the time. And if you look in the background, there's like cups and a cooler under a table and a fold-out table. Like you don't see that that much. Like, yeah. It was sort of like I was. I, I really wish he had like a crack phone because yeah. that's like <laughs> the most. They never see that in a movie or a TV show, and that's like something that. Every other person, if you're in a group of people, one of us has a crack phone. Yeah. And you never see that. And that's that movie kind of tapped along that. that we need more of that kind of stuff. And it really felt like the, uh, like, I liked all the supporting characters. Like, they just felt like real people. Which yeah, the kinda, brother. Yeah, the brother was great. Um, Kurt was Bronauer really... was fantastic. And I love Kurt Bronauer. Like, he just, he speaks my language. Romano. <laughs> I had to do yeah. a double take about Romano. I was like, yeah. that's Ray Romano, isn't he? He was, was amazing. Yeah. I was really surprised at all the side characters. Because... Having not really known anything about this movie going in other than the name and who was in it, I was like, okay, let's see what we got. But everything was like, all the side characters were so interesting, but not just two dimensional. Yeah, a lot uh, of like, layers. These movies can sometimes bend toward that direction. These more autobiographical ones where it's like, okay, this is just a stare, like kind of a cardboard cutout of a character that you lived with in real life. But no, these. Well, yeah. They were real, and I like I was really getting into all the side characters. You, yeah. you can even say the same thing about the potential Pakistani partners that he 
that Kumail had. Yeah, that was exactly. amazing. They, they, they weren't just characters. They weren't just put upon. Like they were real people, and it was so <laughs> unexpected. The truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I felt so bad for that girl. That was I amazing. Was I watched so three hard. episodes, and it was horrible. That yeah. was amazing. <laughs> but I love the expats thing. And it, I really and his did. Ringtone. And it had like all the little things too. Like I noticed, like when he puts that picture in the cigar box of what that girl gave him. That picture, the picture she gave him is like five years old, so she looks a little younger in it. And you can oh, tell wow. it's so realistic. Oh, yeah. Like somebody would, oh, cool. if you have a profile picture, you'd always want it a little younger. Like and the little and those, things like that. And that those all look like casting audition headshots and like mm-hmm. like little resumes on the back too, which I thought was such a yeah exactly. Touch. Some of them had them, some of them didn't. And that's that why great. I loved that Emily's ringtone for when she would call him, and then for her parents was the X-Files thing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Totally yeah. tying in the things he loves. Oh, yeah. Didn't he do a podcast on X-Files? Wasn't that him? I think you mentioned it. I think he did like an episode-by-episode episode review for pod- for X-Files for a long time and then got tired of it and stopped doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. Probably right around the same time with the uh, main characters getting tired of it. <laughs> and then oh, when Mulder leaves a lot, everyone just kind of loses interest. Oh, right. Fuck yeah. dog it. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Ages. Um, I was trying to think of who else. Oh, Holly Hunter. Gotta talk about Holly Hunter. Amazing. I love Holly Hunter. I've loved her for a very long time. Um, I got to see her very, very happy about that. I don't remember the play, but I got to see her in a play in London. And like ever since then, I'm just like, she is the greatest actress and I love her whenever she shows up. And I thought she was incredible in this. I, I, I loved her. You know, especially the start of their relationship with Kumal and how like defensive and angry she was with him. Yeah. You know? And then as you see the relationship develop, develop over time, how she like lets her guard down around him. Yeah. yeah. But like even like the, the diner when she's, or the cafeteria when it's like, how's your sandwich? The best fucking sandwich I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she talked to him. It was the olive branch. Yeah. She let him sit next to him. It was great. Tuna's always a risk. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that? that was amazing. That was amazing. That whole scene was amazing. And I wonder how much of the movie's improv because, like, I know a lot of like Apatow movies. There's a ton of improv, and I just I didn't like the problem with like when Apatow's at the helm. Like, you can you, you can, can tell. always feel that moment where it's like, all right, this is where this you're out here, and you go for like another thirty seconds. It's yeah, like, it's like the wide camera and the two overs. You yeah, can just tell we're gonna go. Yeah, and this one never really had those moments. Like, I'm sure some of it still was. Like, you don't get these comedians in a room together and have nothing. But like, hell, the uh, the heavy set girl. Um, I'm forgetting her name now, but oh. one of the comedians. We used to see her all the time at a show here. Like, and she was great at improv. She's hysterical. Nice. Um, so I'm sure these people had to riff at Katie least a Bryant. little. Yes. Um, these people had to have some riffing back and forth. I don't think it would have happened. Like, like it wouldn't surprise me. Like when Kurt Braunhauer was doing like his joke and like the oh that'd be funny. How about instead of an airport, you just never do comedy again? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <just> like... <laughs> no, that and the other comedian that had his little thing like this is Sam. Yeah, like that was awesome. Like, People that, say that, Sam. Yeah, it's so realistic. Like, oh, there is that guy. And I liked it as that was happening. Like when you were watching the the shitty comedian, I'm like, oh, this is Camille's roommate. And then they even kind of call into that. Like after a while, it's like, yeah. oh, what about him? Mm. He'll stay in Chicago. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> and fine. Then he does, and he'll, he'll be fine. To L.A. The, 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 and then he'll get in with. Yeah, he'll be writing. Kristen Shawl, and he'll be fine. Yeah. It was it was hard when that. Um, a recruiter or whatever was in the at the bar with them, and he's like, "What about me? Who are you?" No, he's like, "You're you're great. <laughs> you're great. Yeah, you're so great. Re- yeah. Real funny stuff." Uh, <laughs> and then he just walks away like, <laughs> like just keep awesome. doing what you do. And 
shut him down right after praising everyone else. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so... And as he's saying that, I'm like, ah, he's like one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Can you just be a little bit nicer to him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, jerk face. Yeah. He is one of the best albums ever. How do I land? How do I land? How do, How do I, I land? land? <laughs> really quick. That joke is uh, he wanted to pay a skywriter to skywrite How Do I Land. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then he did it and took a photo of it, and that's the cover of the album. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I would like a bonus track on that album. Just yeah. a 911 call. <laughs> The problem with a movie like this one is that, like, I, I, I want to talk about everything, but it's all just so good that it's tough for, like, a, yeah, this was great. And everyone kind of goes, yeah, it was. So is there anything that people didn't like about this movie? Was there anything that's kind of like a sticking point that just kind of rubbed you wrong or something like that? Like, my only thing was I, I think the pacing was a, a hair off. It, when, a two-hour comedy is always a bit long for yeah. me. Yeah. Right. When she got sick, I felt like that was the end of the movie, honestly. Because that felt like the crescendo to a lot of other romantic comedies. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there going, God, I wasn't thinking this was going to be such a short film. Just die already. <laughs> and, then, and then I looked at it like, oh, it's got another like hour and five minutes. Well, oh, this is the majority of the movie then. <laughs> there, there were pockets of that where like, because it was so long moments where I would just start to kind of drop out of the movie a little bit and just kind of be like, oh, what's going on? I'm watching these. I watch my movies at night too. So it doesn't help that this is a two hour comedy. And it's like 10, 11 at night. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Okay, we're back to like feels. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Now, I think uh, right now I'm just thinking about it. One of the things that really did like make it different than a lot of them, like rom-coms and everything, is because we're usually used to doing it with a girl and a boy. But this rom-com was literally about a guy and these two strangers, parents. Yeah. And it's so, about yeah. their romance. Like not a romance romance in that, but actually – Becoming a family. It, it was it, a it character was, study of a patient from house and yeah, yeah. looking it, at their family dealing with it. It really was. Like, yeah, I just think about it right now. Like, wow, that's actually what it was. It was a romantic comedy yeah. with two parents and, a, and some stranger. I mean, it's great that you get the Camille and Emily story there. Like, that's awesome. But it, it just, it was more, def- it was definitely more about the family dealing with it than it's it was. It's kind of like when you were sleeping, just less corny. While you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. Sorry. <laughs> Get your Bullock movies right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, yeah. If anything, maybe one thing I didn't quite care for is that it did end up with the hope of them getting back together. I felt like... They're married in real life, dude. Yeah. No, I know. But like, as far as a movie goes separate from real life, just having that... These movies never seem to go that way. They kind of like... They learn and then they kind of get what they want at the end or the promise of what they want. It's like, well, maybe you just grow as a person and we move all, on. But yeah. like... There, I there, wholeheartedly this was like the Scooby Doo ending. If they didn't end with them getting together, I would have been pissed off. Like that, that would have been sad. Well, too. what if they actually just killed her off? Like Kumal walks in, she's all nice, and it's just a dream. I mean, that would have been a, a different take. That's for yes, sure. It, it but I think some of that plays into why the movie did feel long at times. Because when they broke up and kind of stopped, and she stopped talking, like she basically cut it off. I was like, well, she's gonna be back. She's gonna be back to him. That was and the there was a level relationship. Predict, like that's kind of where I could telegraph the very end of it. I was like, oh, she's gonna show up at the very end. So if anything, that would be like my nitpick is that like from when he moved to New York, I knew when she would be back and like kind of where the credits would roll. For me, it's that's kind of tough for it to be a nitpick because you're nitpicking life. Like I get that, that it's a movie, but like that is how it happened. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of hoping it was going to end with her meeting his parents. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would have liked to have seen her. Get that would have been good. Bit. Sequel. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> my problem is like I, I don't really there I can't really pinpoint a single scene in the movie where like well you got to get rid of that one like it's just yeah. right it's like if I want to watch a movie I'm just in for the long haul like it's not really a bad thing it's just that it's a long comedy 
Um, I, I do kind of agree where like I'm not sure if the ending with them in the comedy club was the right sticking point I mean, for it. It's a classic. Joke no, that thing, was the though, because they always yeah. say in comedy you bring it back. Exactly. To the yeah. No. That's, that was, that's and that's true. the maybe, first joke it starts with. The whole movie yeah, starts yeah. with that same joke. Maybe it's just, yeah. No, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, that works. That's it's a good, good that joke. They brought that joke back. I just didn't connect with the joke necessarily. Maybe that's kind of where it was like, okay, it's that same joke, fine, whatever. See, like, I like the joke. I like that he was brazen enough to, or brazen enough to go up to her and just basically like call her out for being a heckler, and her friend didn't like it, but she's like, no, it's funny. Yeah, like because like just because he went, he started. I don't want to say negging, but he started like kind of negative, and she knew he was just joking. Like, right. it's just by starting that way, it's like, oh, they click immediately because anyone else would be like, oh, this guy's attacking me or being a dick. Yeah, right? I, I love people like that too. Yeah, they kind of. I'm like, yes. Where the joke is the playfulness. Yeah, and like that's I, they had that throughout their entire relationship. Like, like the all right, so we're never gonna call it. You're never gonna call me again, <laughs> right? Immediately calls her. Like, yeah. It's just like it's, it's cold. cold. <laughs> yeah, like, baby, they, it's cold out here. But they had such good back and forth. Like I thought the two of them had such great chemistry. Like it, it just yeah. It's like even if it was corny or it didn't feel right, it's still like it still feels like this is what could have happened. So I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to argue like, well, I would have written it differently. It's like, well, it didn't happen that way. Right. But I like your, your the ending. To meet the yeah. parents would have been a would have really been nice. great ending. Like the meeting dinner or something. Or like the mom to be the whole time. To, for her mom to be like, to, they're all sitting down. And she's like, oh, look who dropped by. And then it's her. <laughs> <laughs> and he just twisted it on his mom. That's kind of where I was hoping he was going to go. I, d- I did kind of. She yeah, just was, was popping yeah, in. She just, look who who could in. that be? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> no, it's her parents and her. That would have been awesome. That would have been really cool. I would have laughed so much at that one. That's too I, I love that the conversation between him and his father at the very end. With the t- oh, yeah. Where he's there. giving him the, the food. Yeah. I am yeah. forbidden from hugging you. There's, just, a hot, there's extra potatoes in it. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there was just so much loaded into that, that, that exchange. And I really, really liked that moment. That may be my favorite moment in the movie. Just that, 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 oh, that, that struggle there, that. Yeah. The tragedy. I and the mom he, just looked he, straight. Oh, oh but, but then when was, he tried thanking her, and she just kind of went, mm, like, tilted her head up to <laughs> oh, the side. I'm not hearing you. But I like that they had that one moment where I don't remember who he was talking to. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, they just get over it. They just get over it? <laughs> you never even thought about it. <laughs> That's an option? <laughs> and I had to say that was my favorite scene of the whole movie. Yeah. When, when they're in, in the bed, in oh, the the bed comfort next to each food other. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. When Ray Romano's um, staying at, at oh, his house and they're just sleeping next to each other and he starts telling her about how he cheated on her and everything. That, I think, was the best scene You know in the movie. how you know when you want to spend your life with a... Oh, that was just hilarious. <laughs> no, that, makes that makes no sense. It's like, I know. He's like, that's what love is. It doesn't make sense. Like, that doesn't make sense either. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just trying to rip it all up, and it didn't work. So this podcast is basically just best quotes. Yeah, the I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm or best, sorry. Or best or favorite moments. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's, yeah. like, I was so pleasantly surprised, because... Indie, indie kind of romance movies can kind of go one way or another, and yeah, I, I and mean, generally not my bag, but yeah, I, the only thing I hated about this movie was how much it made me feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About halfway through, I was like, "Well, Stupid shit, heart. I have to feel tonight. I did not want to emote." Oh, jeez, I was doing really well the whole movie until he had his blow up, oh, and then I just. Yeah. When he started telling the story about the birds and how much she loves birds, I just started crying. Oh, doing the stand-up? Was like, yeah. Oh, that, that's just a bird. It's a, but but it's she that sees bird. that bird and she understands it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, it's, I used to never cry at movies, and I don't know what the turning point was now, but now, really, if there's any, like... I've broken down your walls. Oh, 
Uh, if there's any, like, <laughs> there's any like slight emotional moment, I can just feel him like welling up. And this movie is just like, all right, so one after another after yeah. another. And it's funny because it's not like, it's not ferociously sad. Like no. it's, it's it's human. Yeah, but it's not like there's no death. There's no like destruction. Like it's nothing. Like in fact, it all ends very well. But it's just as it's happening, it's just, like they just capture that real emotion so well. It's like, I think it's just very relatable. Yeah, any of definitely. us could really relate to it, and either like any of those stories. At one point or another, you can be one of those characters, and yeah. it really like at one point or another, you know someone, or it's you, and you can totally they, and they hit the nerve. I mean, that, a couple of times I was like, I've been like in a I, like my wife's white, and then it was a yep. little weird sometimes. I'm sure with the parents, and then just like, eh, yeah. or even just the conversation. You got to trust the doctors, and then you have someone yeah. waking yeah. up and being like, "They're 17th ranked." What? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's real, like, very real. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Really side, stop looking at reviews. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although for some reason, I mean, my mom was at Northwestern, and I heard they weren't at Northwestern. I'm like, oh, they should just go to Northwestern. No, she's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, was, I was thinking that too. Like, <laughs> okay. Someone done goofed. Yeah. Well, the one thing that just amazes me is I don't know how accurate, if it is exactly how it happened, but when he gets woken up in the middle of the night, this what, random what, friend what, of hers calls him but and in, says, You need to go to the hospital. Emily's sick. And just how many guys, even if they had had feelings for her still, wouldn't have gone? Well, just, it's amazing that he went. As there's a girl sleeping next to him, yeah. some chick just bang. He'd be like, it can't possibly be that bad. She's going to be fine. Yeah. But she, there's a good chance he, she just would have died if he hadn't gone. He runs, yeah. yeah. Well, that's where... <coughs> nice and removable. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's where I'm more like, he did not want to break up with her. And it wasn't even like a... Oh, he just had feelings for her or something like that. It was just like he he knew he fucked up. Yeah, he was in love with her. Yeah, it was totally he was in love with her and she was in it. She was in it for the long haul. Like Yeah. And when she left, he knew he he'd fucked up and it had to be not to make him sound shitty, but it had to be somewhat of an alternative motive of, "Oh, she needs me. I'm going to go because there's a chance I could fix things." Right. Of course. And they I didn't think... say it, but they didn't really had to because that's yeah. what I got out of it. Exactly. And I think he was just waiting for that moment because just yeah. that opening being, you know, the door just cracked open so he could just walk through. Yeah. That way. I mean, he's he's a normal guy. Like, he was trying to move on. Let's say he dated the other girl and, like, he was trying to do other things. But it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, if the other one comes back, if there's any chance, he's running. And he did. It's true. It's just, to me, in that moment, I was still amazed because of how many scenarios I could have thought of that he just wanted to go on. Like, even if he did love her. Like, people come up, as an adult, we always come up with so many reasons not to do something. True. Right. Even if Excuses. we feel like we should go, like, that, so, a lot of times, the greatest examples is parties. There's always a reason not to go to a party, and one of them is always, I'm wearing my pajamas. If you want a really good, le- like, good lessons on how to avoid things, come to L.A. and uh, <laughs> yeah. be a part of the culture here, because that's so, what we do. We avoid, we, avoid the, yes. we avoid things all the time. So, the, I just wonder whether or not that was a real moment, or if that was something they wrote for the movie. I mean, it could have started with him calling the hospital being like, hey, how serious is this? And they just cut that out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's one thing I might ask them if I ever got the opportunity. Yeah, it hide it into our emotions. Enough for them. Okay, come on to After the Hype. We'll Can talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. a really like, personal question really fast? After I just got done like making everyone say something negative about your movie. Come on to After the Hype. <laughs> yeah. and well, I, I, it's one of those things where we, have to, we had to make ourselves kind of come up with stuff. Anytime we have that, I know we're in a we're we're doing an episode on a good movie. 
because we're, yeah. we're we're essentially reaching. Yeah, it, it, when a movie's like as good as this one was, it's always just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just really fucking good. And when it's bad, I can rip it to shreds. But when it's good, yeah. it's like, well, fuck. No, and it's e- it all it's, worked. It's easier to rip apart movies when they're being more absurd. absurd yeah. Because then you right. can just lead into the absurd insults. And since this one was so sincere and relatable, it's hard to tear that down. No, oh, I, I do have something. I, I wasn't a big fan of the opening VO of just his stand-up lines, you know? Oh, yeah. Very Jerry Seinfeld-ish. Yeah. 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 But that, that's like I, I, I mean, like that, I said, that, I'm reaching. It's minor. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the comedy specials that kind of blend that like fictional version versus the comedy on stage. Right. They'll do that. So that's very much very tropey. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it after like we got past that. And, and it was like t- 10 seconds. So, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Out of a two hour movie, that's nothing. No, I have a real one. Um, oh, okay. That was her name, Emily? Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily. How shitty all her friends are. Oh, yeah. Never We're came all once. Busy with our they never papers. came once. There oh, was that yeah. one that you saw once when she went with him to a show, yep. and that's the only friend you ever saw, ever. Like I was like, and it was probably her that called him. On and the then phone. they and then they go yeah. to a party t- that she's come back, and there's like it's full. The whole apartment's full, and we don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> we were there for you the whole time. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like bullshit. Wink, wink. Well, yeah, he said that it, that was all the hospital workers and the nurses. Yeah, and they stuff. invited the staff. So oh, okay, well, but fine. I, I'm kind of wondering if that was just cut for time. Because I can't imagine anybody yeah. just has that many shitty friends. <laughs> and it's like, all right, we're already at two hours. We can't just bring out, like, all right, so she had all these other people, too. So your friends are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess they could have just, just did, like, a shot of a couple extra flowers and cards on the table. Yeah, that, too. Actually, you know? yeah, you're right. There was never, but, even in the I didn't room, really see much of that. there was yeah. no sense of community. Like, other people. It was, like, the parents and him, and that's it. Yeah. There's no one else. It's like, yeah. Which some people it. just don't deal with that stuff well, no. so... That's Which could be what, That's they, what happened. I actually had a a friend whose parent refused to go visit one of their lifelong friends in the hospital because they didn't want that to be the last image they ever saw of them. Yep. I'm like, that's oddly selfish in a really terrible way. Yeah. Like, go visit your friend dad. who's dying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, because I'm the opposite. It's like, I just want one last... <laughs> to get a little sad, I want one last image, you know? Yeah. yeah. And having dealt with that just with family in the past, it's like, that's the one, that's the last thing you get, and... And yeah. that's not the first thing that pops your head with it. No, of course not. Years yeah. after death, well, you th- remember the good times. Yeah. 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 It's Luckily, just being in that same room, that one last moment, you know? I, yeah. I guess everyone should take a death and dying course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty much. Yes. laughs> but uh, what did they eventually say was wrong with Emily? That was like the one thing that I think uh, I missed. I've, heard, I've actually had heard of this disease before, but no, it was I don't like, remember the name of it. They said that her uh, body doesn't think... It was attacking it, the healthiest tissue in yeah. her body. Like it thought it was infected, something yeah. like yeah. that? Yeah, so it was never actually infected. It was just her body freaking out. Oh, and out. that's why the doctors kept fucking up? Yeah. Like, because they kept like, treating the infection, yeah. and it caused... Very much a house flame. episode. Very much yeah. a house <laughs> episode. They had to have done an episode on that. I'm sure they yeah, did. Yeah, Adult me. onset stills disease. Uh, okay. And I like that that came out of him just complaining to the nurse like was it she fell does that have anything to do with it like she was she twisted her ankle yeah and that's what they were saying this the swelling had never gone down and she'd been there for a while yeah no she had lyme disease yeah and that's how they figure it out though right yeah because yeah that's right that's cool yeah so not only did he save her by putting her in a coma he also saved her by just you know talking about what happened yeah you know again house you know don't hide anything he didn't move her he didn't want to move her (laughs) yeah he was right that, that happened too all right, we ready for quotes? Quotes, 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 quotes. Just replay back the last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I specifically did not say mine just for that very situation. Uh, I can go first. As as I pull this I'll go second. Cool. All right, so mine, 
I actually wrote down a few, but but my favorite one has to come from when Camille is just finally losing his shit. Like he's just having problems, and he wants a cheeseburger with four slices of cheese. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just really wants it, and he's just flipping out at this guy. And eventually, the guy kind of caves and goes, "All right, I'll just ring you up for four cheeseburgers. Do you want fries?" And Camille's like, "Yeah, I'll take four fries." <laughs> I just that just it hit me just the right way because he was just so apologetic. He's like, "Yeah, he's I'm sorry." Plus, they already established that he's stress eating. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's what I liked about that too. Like, yeah. People don't never really talk about that either in movies. Like a lot of people stress eat. Oh, oh for sure, a lot of the time, and you never hear about this shit. Oh, I couldn't tell you how many times I went to McDonald's just because I had a long day at work and be like, "I earned this." Yep. Right. <laughs> uh, I know Brian told me that mine was in the trailer, and I never actually watched the trailer for this, so I didn't know. Uh, but. I really enjoyed it when they're sitting in the diner. He's talking to his brother, and he's like, so I'm dating a white girl. And then his brother gets a little hyperactive, and the other people are noticing, and Camille's just like, no, 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 we hate terrorists. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Just the need to be like, oh, no, there's two black or brown men getting all excited. We need to defuse the situation. (laughs) That reminds me of what is now my quote. I, I had a different one in mind, but... When he's talking to um, uh, Ray Romano and the, the family, I, I forget when it is exactly, but it's the Joe it, uh, Ray, Ray's asking about nine eleven. What do you think about nine oh, eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that was terrible. I lost nineteen of our, <laughs> our best guys. Of our best guys. That was hilarious. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> the delivery of that, and then the deadpan is like, it's a joke. <laughs> I had to pause the movie for a moment just because I was like, holy fuck, that's so good. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go. Uh, this is a quote from when um, Romano and Kumal are just lying in next to each other in different beds. And just, uh, I, I like the quote because it's a life philosophy some people have. <clears throat> I thought I could just start saying something and something smart would come out. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, I just, I love Ray Romano in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I need to watch his new show. Need to watch his old show. <laughs> He's had no. a new show? Yeah, the remake. Of that movie with those people. That thing and that <laughs> guy. Oh, that one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. On Hulu, right? Oh, god damn it. Because you're going to quote stuff. Yes, uh, another Ray Romano one. When he goes, um, you go online, they hated Forrest Gump. The fucking best movie ever. Oh my god. That made me think of Brian so much. <laughs> and the thing is, I said that yesterday, but I didn't realize it was from this movie. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, <laughs> I said it out loud, like on set. And I was like, so you're like the kind of people that hate Forrest Gump. <laughs> He's like, who the fucking hates Forrest Gump? No. <laughs> uh, all right. So, review system today is going to be movies that deal with any illness. Any movie, any illness. Blanks. <laughs> I've never heard of blanks. Oh no, I just go in blank. <laughs> one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, it's both kind of dark and funny. Right, definitely deals with a lot of illness. Yeah, I like that one. You don't win in the end of that one though. Someone does. One 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 guy does. Really, just that one guy. But he gets a lobotomy. <laughs> well, not that guy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, depending on your perspective, maybe he did actually win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Uh, I'll go uh, Garden State. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of that, that, that same feel in the movie, and there's also kind of an illness that leads to, in that movie, a tragedy, but they're all kind of dealing with it and kind of 
in awkward and absurd situations that are a little bit more grounded, but also very heightened. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I'm going very heightened, but for some reason, even when I was watching, kind of reminded me of it, and I don't know why. It's going to seem really out there. I'm going Moulin Rouge. Um, oh, nice choice. I really think it's just because it was like a love at first sight that worked so incredibly well, and yeah. I got sick. But that's awesome. There's very little else that compares the two, but that's kind of what reminded me of when I was watching it. Well, there's just no delay, and it just it just happens. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you're this person, and I immediately love you. And I kind of got the same thing from this one. They didn't admit it to each other as quickly, but it was obvious in this one. Hmm. Um, I don't really have any actual correlations between the two, but I like them similarly. So I'm just going to say Taxi Driver. <laughs> and- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sure, yeah. Maybe this is kind of Kumal's breakout performance in movies. I don't know. You know? Well, you know, he, he was driving what was essentially the modern taxi. There you yeah, go. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Correlations. Subconscious knows. And his gun is his wit, like, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He cuts through, uh, cuts through red tape Instead with Instead of a mohawk, he had the Hugh Grant haircut. Yes. You can go with that I one. That <laughs> I never smiled. <laughs> Joey. Joey. The Fountain. Oh, oh that's a good nice. one. That is a heightened reality movie about a man who's trying desperately to save his wife who has, we think, brain cancer, if I remember correctly. I haven't seen it in the theaters. Um, Obviously, it it's cancer. visually striking and over the top. It was Aronofsky, right? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, amazing. Which, this movie was not visually striking over the top, but <laughs> it touched on a lot of the same like desperations about love and not giving up and... Just like you go through a lot of hard things together, but it all works out in the end. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that'd actually be a pretty good pairing, I think. That'd be a weird pairing. It would be weird, but I'd like it. It'd be a long night. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fountain. If good people didn't see it, go see it. Yeah. Came out like... Hugh Jackman without hair. Yeah. Hugh Jackman without hair, but also then Hugh Jackman with hair. Because yeah. he's a conquistador. Oh, and yes. Don't forget about the sperm tree. Everybody sperm loves tree. the sperm tree. <laughs> Best tree ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for the big sick. Uh, let's do a quick round of plugs. Uh, Diego, anything to plug beyond Rampage? Um, no, just look out. I got a podcast coming out. Going to come out by the end of this of year. Podcast? called Crew Stories. Okay. Crew as in crew, like film crew. It's just about the life of film crew workers and what we go through. And once the camera stop rolling, what we go home to on cool. those long turnarounds. Nice. Tom, anything to plug? Uh, not at the moment, really. Uh, I've got ideas, but they're too early infant stages. Uh, so I'll just go, I do fantasy wrestling. So if you ever wanted to create a character and pretend you're a wrestler, go to defiancewrestling.com or fwrestling.com. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Chewy, watch Superstore? Watch Superstore. Anything else? Is Drunk History on yet? No. When does that come on? I do you know? Then why? I don't know. But know. watch it when it comes out. Yeah, watch watch <laughs> it when it comes out. It's a good one. <laughs> we'll tell you maybe. Yeah. Uh, for us, www.athpod.com. Uh, go there for everything. Rate and, sub- rate and subscribe and everything on iTunes. That'd be wonderful. Uh, please go to Spotify. Spotify? Spotify. Spotify. That's the dope sequel yep. to Spotify. <laughs> it's Spotify pretty sick. Trademark. Our, our, uh, Actually, our weekly playlist. people taking photos of flies in their houses. Right. Uh, if you're listening to this today you have one day left to listen to our thanksgiving playlist which is all food related i was the one who put baby mail on there because i'm always the one who put baby mail on there except for one time john beat me to it um and then (laughs) yeah next week 
One of my favorite movies of the year so far. I can't wait to talk about it. I don't know how many other people are going to like it, but fuck them to the co-hosts that come on with me every week. Uh, <laughs> it's War of the Planet of the Apes, and or War for the Planet of the Apes, and I'm so excited to talk about it. I have a lot of things to say about that movie. That's a I badass movie. you do. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited to talk about it. I know. So thank you, Diego, for coming out. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you, Tom, for filling in for Emily. Of course. If you even knew that you were doing that. No, I, I just figured you I was a similar person. Similar <laughs> hair color, so it worked out well. And yeah. a special thanks to you, Brian, for coming out. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, you know what? I survived today. The fact that I'm recording it all is impressive in its own. That's kind of why I said it. Thank yeah. you for coming out. You <laughs> did a lot today. You I feel like that. You can take a death. whole hour nap before we go see Justice League. Kick ass. And if anyone hasn't seen Justice League yet, even if you want to complain about it on the internet later, just go do it. Yeah, just go see Justice League. Give them your money. Everybody go see Justice League. Just go do it. I love Justice League. Do it. Bye! Bye!